welcome back everybody to three men and their babies Woo. three dads three very different scenarios adam benny hello boys how you doing hello there what's happening well, mate right i'll start off this week as we nearly didn't have a show because okay. what's got two thumbs and is a massive dickhead those two thumbs right now are pointing at me <laughs> because mm. i decided to put up some shelves in our kitchen okay. as discussed previously and as discussed previously, kitchen's been done and so such and so forth. So I put some shelves. I'm going to put some shelves up. Surprise, Sarah! When she got in from work, do a bit of house stuff. So it looks all nice. Bought some. Uh, bought a fake plant from Asda. That's very nice. We've got a couple of the bits nice. ready to go on the shelves when they're up. And when we first moved into the house, me and my dad obviously had to redo the entire kitchen. So we had to. The kitchen was so bad when we bought the house that we had to take out the entire floor down to the earth and then rebuild it from there. That's how bad the kitchen was when we moved in. So there was a few places where my dad was sort of saying, okay, so we've got to be careful about wires in the wall because like in the kitchen, there's way more wires in kitchen walls than there is sort of anywhere else in the house. So yeah, my dad had this wire machine and it basically will track where the wires are in the walls. So you don't obviously drill into one and knock something out, which is fine. So we did it and my dad said in sockets in houses like this, the wires either go straight up from the, from the socket or straight down from the socket. And he said, from looking at this here, they go straight down. So I remembered oh, that. No, no problem. see where this is going. That's all, yeah, that's all great. So I uh, I got my trusty big boy drill. And now bearing in mind, right, this is a cavity wall. So I drilled okay. through the plasterboard. Obviously no resistance. It's just plasterboard. That's fine. Drilled through the plasterboard. No problem. For some reason, I then decided, well, I'd better push it even further and in an unbelievable million to one shot, I hit the exact point where the wire was buried in the wall. And I drilled oh. into the wire and blew it out. <laughs> and it went... Oh, no. It went... Like that. And then everything went off in the house. I know we've spoken before, but I don't think... No, no, you two have never, ever seen me angry. I've said before, like, I've never shouted. At, George has never seen me shout. Sarah's never heard me shout. I am, I'm kind of Bob Ross-like in that sense. In the, I used to be kind of quite angry and shouty a lot, and I just don't want to do that anymore. So I haven't been like that for, God, like probably decades now. I was uh, immediately, immediately furious at myself for two reasons. One, obviously the cost involved. And two, the fact that I was such a fucking idiot for doing it in the first place. As the We've got the little cupboard under the stairs, as you boys know, where we keep all the shoes and everything and the hoover and stuff. Uh-huh. I was checking the, the mains in there, the switches and everything, to make sure that everything had tripped and it had all turned off, and that was fine. As I was doing that, I had the massive burst of rage inside me, and like an absolute Neanderthal fucking idiot punched a hole in the door, which... <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> which I haven't done which I haven't done for years. Haven't done that for years. And then uh had to set about fixing uh, the issue. I of course rang my father immediately, who explained to me what I needed to do and I said to him, Do you know because my dad's a retired builder, so I said, Do you know any electricians? He said, Yep, yeah, I know three or four. I'll ring them all right now. I was like, Great mate, cheers, really appreciate it. He rang them, none of them answered. Not, he couldn't even leave a message. They must have been super busy or something. So couldn't get hold of him. Obviously, didn't want to go without electricity. There's a f- fridge full of food and all that kind of shit. So was then quickly looking online. Okay, like, could I... Is this fixable? 
You know, that's kind of like, okay, the first thing I'll look at as well is, can I fix this? It's electricity, though, and I just don't like messing with it. I can do most yeah. DIY things, and mm-hmm. I, I laid down an entire new floor on Friday on my own, did it all perfectly fine. It, it looks great. There's nothing wrong with it. But electrics is just a bit, you know what? If I get this wrong, the whole house will burn down. An insurance yeah. company is going to say, was there any problems with it? And I'm going to have to say, I don't know what happened when I've probably wired something completely wrong. You know, <laughs> I fucking, I've wired the house to fucking street lamps or something by mistake and yeah. just burned the place down. <laughs> so rang three or four electricians off of Google and, and Yell, Yell reviews and all that kind of thing. The ones that were like highly rated, none of those could do it. So in the end, I just rang this weird kind of, I guess it must be a place that just hires out electricians ad hoc. And I hired out an electrician, and he was here for, how long was he here for, Sarah? About seven minutes, if that. Six, seven minutes. That'll be 165 English pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, shit. Shit. I'm in the wrong line line of work. In the wrong line of work, yeah, for sure. What did he actually do, though, for, like, in that length of time and for that amount of money? So what I did, so my dad said, he said, obviously, make sure that you... Basically, you're going to have to rip the plasterboard off the wall so the, so the electrician can get to the wire. So there's now, obviously, a huge gaping... Well, not a huge gaping hole. It's probably a, like a, a sort of 9, 10-inch square hole in the kitchen, which means I'm now going to have to plasterboard it and replaster it and then repaint it, even though I've just painted it last week. But whatever, that's fine. <laughs> but all he did was, he just said, oh, yeah, he says, I've just got to crimp the wires together. That's it. And that was it. That was all he did, which which is what it oh said to do. God. I checked this YouTube tutorial. That's all it said to do. But I just didn't want to yeah. do it in case I yeah. fucked it. So, yeah. 165 English pounds for uh, for me being a dickhead. So there or we go. Or 165 pounds to make sure you don't burn your family to death. <laughs> which, which is, it could be good value. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds is priceless to me. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's pretty good value. But yeah, there we go. So from now on, there should be no more drilling in the kitchen. I should be using <laughs> the product No More Nails and Gorilla Glue and sticking the shit out of everything. You could get... The the perfect dad tool, which is a stud finder, just so you can also do the whole waving at yourself and going beep 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 thing. The daddiest of jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say you could get the um, the dadliest tool, which is getting your actual dad round to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, luckily, I seemingly I guess just via osmosis have learned loads of things like that off my dad. Mm. And and even to the point where I looked at it and thought, I could probably do this. I really think I could probably do this. And I just bottled it and chickened out. <clears throat> but yeah. A similar thing, happened, similar, similar thing to... happened to me at the um, beginning of original lockdown where I wasn't working, I was on furlough. So I um, I helped my dad out a little bit because he's a brickie. And he still is a brickie in the tender old age of uh, 60 now. And he asked me to make some cement up for him and i was like oh yeah i used to watch him do that when i was a kid i know the ratios and i made it perfectly it's just yeah, it's you, the sort you of feel, just like do you feel proud i do yeah it's just the sort of thing yeah you pick yeah up you do don't you without you even like kind of, yes look what i did <laughs> what an idiot and that was just today and he, he came round at oh god he got around here about 20 to 7 and i was just thinking there's not going to be a show there's not going to be a show because <laughs> i could just see this taking forever to any 10 minutes and I was just like oh my god all that money for me being like for 10 minutes work because I'm just an idiot <laughs> but you know what can you do anyway boys how was uh, how was your week if there wasn't going to be a show it would just be a Adam stream on Twitch which he did last night and I uh, <laughs> I joined in on yeah. yes 
We did a. I had a funded stream because <laughs> uh, I've got into that with my brother now and and his friends, and it's been it's been fun. Uh, it's a way of because my uh, brother and the rest of my family all live the other side of the country. It's been quite a, a wholesome way of interacting with him for like a shared experience because we both love video games, and him and his friends all do like charity streams to raise funds for different charities, and that's very wholesome, and I've been enjoying that, and so I've gone. Well, I'm an old man, and I've got nothing better to do with my time when my children aren't here. So I'll act like a child, and I'll also uh, stream. We we did the most bizarre game <laughs> I think I've ever played called Frog Fractions, which, on on the face of it, is like a like one of those old games you used to do on the BBC Micro or the Acorn computers at primary school. And it's it's like an edutainment program where you do things but learn maths at the same time. And that's what it came across as. But then it evolved into like a bullet hell shooter. So so lots of insects flying around shooting orbs at you. Then it turned into a a deep metaphysical walking simulator while they went through a fake history of boxing in Portugal. <laughs> then, it, then it turned into a text adventure about being stranded on a spaceship, and then a an e- economy simulator, where you had to produce bug pornography <laughs> to a wide audience using different kind of governmental funding streams. And then we played the sequel to it, which Benny very kindly donated to the stream. I became uh, Adam's sugar I, daddy for a moment. He did. Basically, sent me money to buy video games. And this is the best business to be in. <laughs> so, yeah, and we played through that. And it was like a, a four-hour long stream to play a game that I thought was just about frogs and math. <laughs> so, so that's what that's what I've been doing with my week, is a variety of different streaming of video games. When I saw what you, I'll say is, when I saw so you just, a streamer, say, sorry, right, go on. I'll just yeah, just quickly add: if you become a super successful streamer, Bagsy being your editor for the YouTube clips, <laughs> I'm calling, I'm calling that now, so I can mooch off your success. That's okay, it. Go on, Benny. I was going to say when I saw Adam was streaming Frog Fractions, I knew I had to go in there because I knew what I knew what it was about. I knew I played it when it came out. Like originally, I've I haven't played the um the DLC um iconic cap iconic cap version. But um, I knew what happened, so I, that's, that's why I, like, I um, forced Adam to get it by paying for it for yeah, him. Yeah, we, we had an argument or a discussion on the stream that basically, it do, it, obviously the game doesn't advertise itself as any of these things. It's a free game, so you can just go on, you can download it, play it for free, and find out the full details yourself. And it just advertises itself as this math game. And this DLC is basically... Give give your frog a hat for like seven or eight pounds. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying eight pounds worth of hat for a fake frog. You wouldn't buy yourself an eight pound hat, let alone a fake frog. (laughs) But no, it turned into a full game, and we had uh, an absolute laugh. Lots of people confused in the stream. Lots of people going to other people's streams in our little like friend group. And going, right, well, they're doing something about insect pornography over there. What's going on? So, yeah, lots of fun had by all. My week's been rather quiet. We've got big um, scan happening on Thursday, which come next podcast, I reckon we'll have a really big baby update with big explosions and everything. So just just, um, 
just holding firm now until that happens. But I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it on the podcast now. If I was a betting man, I reckon um, the baby is not going to come out of the usual way, and my rubbing of Blossom's perineum will be for naught. Oh, really? Oh, really okay. It's been for naught. Well, I mean, it's a great way for us to bond, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll say. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, me and my wife having to go through IVF have bonded in very particular ways that I wouldn't want to bond with with anyone else. <laughs> In very horrific, horrible ways. <laughs> <laughs> so when? Hang on. So when's your baby due now, Benny? How many weeks? The, the due date is the twenty seventh of April. So less than a month now. Less than a month. Oh Holy God. shit! But if if, if things go the way I think they're going to go, I think it's going to be before that. Oh, okay, you think she's going to be early? Because when we had the previous scan, which was uh, four weeks, four weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I can't remember now. Uh, the baby's upside down. The baby is. <laughs> My friend Chris called it rock diving style uh, currently at the minute. Tombstoning. Which, yeah, it is. It's tombstoning out of the <laughs> vagina as it's as we stand, which is no bueno. So, uh, yeah, as I, I, and I don't foresee things changing drastically in the next few weeks. So, yeah, I reckon um, Blossom's going to get the old slice and dice and uh, baby will be extracted Macbeth style. Or Macduff slice style, dice, sorry. Yeah. I, apo- I apologize. It can still yeah. move, like, even now even between like now and you know properly engaging well that's true apparently um like in the in the hospital they can like about at 36 weeks if it's still the wrong way up they'll try they'll give you some medication to relax everything and then forcefully try and turn it from the outside which is but again like i said i'm not a better man but if i was i would say uh yeah, plan C-section is what's going to happen. Yeah. But well, I'll know more, and you all will know more on the next podcast, I reckon. Fascinating. Well, Isn't that... People have been C-sectioned. <laughs> Caesar, me, my brother. So, that it? your daughter's in for a treat. <laughs> Just swipe right out. That is it. That, they're the only ones I know. I don't go okay. around asking everyone. At least one of Rick's kids was C-sectioned. I know that. Oh, our friend Rick. Yeah. Who we've not introduced before on the podcast. <laughs> anyone listening... Yes, we've got a friend, Rick. I didn't know that. One of his kids came out as C-section. Chest burster. <laughs> yeah, everyone, st- everyone stands around and Ash goes, don't touch it, don't touch it. Yeah. And then he just ran across the table and just jumped yeah. off and ran away. Yeah, that's why that's why Rick's kids all now live in vents. <laughs> just like stalk people. Oh, I thought that's just what kids did nowadays. They all like that Among Us video game. <laughs> Everyone's they venting. Like calling each other sus and like hiding in vents. Dude, you okay, you sounded so old then. They all like that Among Us video game. I'm only saying it that way because I know exactly what Among Us is and I play it. And I don't want to come across like even more of a fat nerd than I already am. <laughs> I mean, we, me and the kids were on a walk this weekend and my, my youngest turns to me and goes, Right, we're playing Among Us. Dad, you're you're the imposter. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not right. And I, I went, right. I'm calling an emergency meeting. Daisy's the imposter. I saw her vent. And everyone voted her out. And I won. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I'm not sure we get this game. <laughs> no, you can't play that game live. Dude, did you throw, you, did you throw Daisy you... out of the house in the cold? Yeah. We were already on a walk, so I just pushed her in the road. <laughs> oh. You went up in a hot air balloon and just threw her over the side. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. Dude, like watching my daughter play that game is one of the most maddening things I've ever seen. It's so infuriating. 
Because they're not talking to their friends, they're just playing with strangers. So yeah. there's no kind of strategy or talking or... I mean, probably one game out of ten looks like an actual game that would be enjoyable to us. And the rest of it's just guesswork. And Her and her friend play together. Georgia and her best friend play together. And as soon yeah. as one of them dies, they say to... Because they'll have their they'll have their phones, um, like yeah. Messenger open. And as soon as one of them dies, they'll go, oh, it's blue, it's blue, it's blue. It's yeah, blue. exactly. <laughs> it's like, you're, <laughs> you're ruining the game. Like, why are you even bothering? <laughs> Oh, I know. I, my my son plays it sometimes, just like laying on the sofa, just chuckling to himself, and he goes, "What's up, mate?" And he goes, uh, "I'm the imposter, but I've uh, just killed someone, and now I'm saying someone else did it just for a laugh." <laughs> we'll go. I'm not the imposter, but I'm saying I'm the imposter just to make people throw me out because then I'll have wasted a meeting. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, just play the game. What Stop a troll trying to ruin other people's fun." <laughs> yeah. You you oh, have God, passed yeah. this trolley behaviour on to your son. You realise this. That's so true. Well, the worrying thing is, talking about the Twitch streaming, I'm actually taking part in like an official ten player collaboration stream with other human adult players. Uh. And I'm worried that A, I'm gonna be shit at it because I'm I'm not like young, so my reactions aren't that good. And B, I'll I'll be too concerned about potentially just trolling people. And just lying in the whole game. And thus end up with no friends. Just like my son has been doing. Not the no friends bit. <laughs> I was going to say that was depressing. <laughs> yeah. You could, you know Adam, there's a way you could you could just not troll them. You could just do well, that. I know, but trolling you know? is so fun. You're like a, yeah. you're like a murderer. Okay. What am I supposed to do? Not kill people? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. It's it's a video game. So it's it's more about I'm just playing a video game to enjoy things for me. Even though there are nine other people who are wanting to I was going to gonna, play yeah, I can say be careful because there's nine <laughs> other people there and sometimes you have to kind of bow to the will of the many, don't you? Exactly. Exactly. And that is what the lesson I try and teach my son. Like when he's playing video games and he gets annoyed like some of his friends aren't playing it the way he wants. It's like, well, son, you do realise it's a game for everyone, not just for you. You have to find the enjoyment you can in it. And then I'm like, ah, fuck you all. I don't care about you nine strangers. I'm just going to play the game I want to. <laughs> Getting salty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Ser- we need like a we need like a serious klaxon or something for when there's a serious chat <laughs> about to about to happen. Well, the, the, we need a soundboard. We need one of us to invest in a soundboard. Because I've got a replacement, or a replacement for, the thing at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wanted to play a variety of sound effects for it. But there's no way we can. We don't have the technology yet. Uh, <laughs> it's just yes. become one of those, one of those um, those fucking like mad cow breakfast shows with sound effects in it. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Fair enough. Like a zany, anyway. wacky American radio yes, show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zany, alarm. wacky American. Serious shows. alarm. Serious alarm. Serious, this is serious the alarm. Serious alarm. Clip okay, that. so this will lead off. This will lead off a couple of things. Benny, I'm going to ask you the question because you mentioned about that when you and Blossom were trying to have a baby, and you know you weren't sure it was going to happen or that kind of thing. Do you guys ever talk about adoption or anything? No, uh, we never got that far along because remember the the baby. Wasn't necessarily uh, an accident, but also it wasn't necessarily yeah. planned. We were just like casually trying to have a baby. It never got f- as far along enough to where adoption became an option. It's strange. Adam, how about you? Did you ever, did, or did it never even occur, like did the conversation ever even happen? Or yeah, yeah you had your kids really kind of younger, happen. didn't you? 
Yeah, we had our kids younger. So I had my eldest, Sophie, when I was about 25, 26. So at, at that time, if you remember, we talked about this quite a few episodes ago. We were told that we probably couldn't have a kid. And it turned out we were actually pregnant or just about to be pregnant. So I think we maybe may have discussed that as a potential option, but we didn't really want to delve too deep into it because we're you know, still dealing with that process. And then yeah. obviously we found out we were pregnant. I think one of the things we, we looked at with my, my most recent partner, the mum of my youngest, is at some point when she was old enough, we would look at fostering. And that's something I'd still like to do. Mm. Whether or not they let single men foster, I don't know. I've never looked into it. But that is definitely something I would like to do. Okay, remind me to come back to that in a sec, because that's, that's really interesting you say that. I was going to ask him, because me and Sarah talked about it, when because we are, we had the same kind of chat with our doctor that you had like yeah you're gonna you, you are gonna struggle to have kids and it's probably gonna be IVF or nothing and we talked about it and I never realized how I I thought it was just a case of you know this these people give up their child it goes to an orphanage or you know it's kind of in care or something and then some people will apply and they'll get they'll get it and that's it you know they get the kid and it's now theirs but I didn't realize that there's still a whole process after that where you have to keep in touch with the biological parents and send them letters every year or yeah. you have to send them correspondence like quite regularly to let them know how their kid is doing. I never knew you had to do that. And I wondered then, would that put people off maybe? That, and, I, you know, again, I'm not saying it would or it wouldn't. I'm just, I was just curious as to what you guys maybe would think about that. That, okay, so there is that kind of conversation you have when you adopt a child that, okay, in future this child's, we're going to tell them that they were adopted and, you know, that's what we had to do and that kind of thing. But the the fact that you have to make contact with the parents, even if they're, I don't know, I don't want to say no good, but, you know, there are some people out there who have kids who shouldn't have kids. You know, they, they're they not prepared for it. They're not ready for it. They, they kind of do it for the wrong reasons or, or all that kind of stuff. And I just wondered if, like, the fact that if you were forced to stay in contact with the biological parents, would that would maybe have changed your mind or not? I mean, I'm, I'm quite surprised that that is... A mandatory thing to mm. me that would yeah i was like totally stunned be, by it it seems like it would almost be optional based upon the reasoning for the adoption or the actual wishes of the birth parents like if they don't want to receive that stuff i assume they could say actually no don't do it or if the child was put up for adoption for you know some kind of social care reason if they are put up for adoption for that reason that the birth mum would be allowed to be in touch i don't know but yeah yeah i I think personally speaking i wouldn't have a problem with this at all it's uh whatever the circumstance for the adoption that's not the child's fault and it might not necessarily be the mother's fault oh no of course not yeah no so i I wouldn't want to deprive them of some connection and especially i suppose for their you know things like health culture things like that it's important for that person that child to have a history what would you think, Benny? I, I was surprised as well. I just assumed... I guess this is like um, Hollywood's way of warping reality for me, is that like you have the information of the, the birth parents, but you wait until like um, the child is of a age where they can grasp the fact that they have been adopted to give it to them. I never thought you'd have to correspond with the actual parents constantly. And to be fair, like if if they are giving up the child, I guess for like reasons where like they just they've had one but they didn't really want to, why would they bother corresponding? They've given it up. That's just they didn't want it. It's gone. 
out of sight, out of mind. You know what I mean? But yeah, but no, no. If, I, if they I, turn if, their if, life if, around, it's that kind of thing. They could turn their life around in the future and think, "Oh God, true, I, true. You know, I've made a terrible mistake, and now I can never find my kid again." Oh. Kind of thing. Well, kind of. It's too late, then, isn't it? If the child's adopted. No, no, not, not to get it back. Anymore, but, not ah, to get right, it back, I but to have a relationship with it of some kind, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, I mean, I suppose you see it that way where it's a dad who abandons their child at a young age, doesn't have any contact with them, but maybe still sends, like, a birthday card or something like that. Yeah. In, and then, like, ten years later goes, you know what, I've made a huge mistake and I want to, like, rekindle my relationship. I'm not going to be a parent in that sense, but it's important that I am, I do be their, their dad. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Search. I think that's what it is. And you're not going to start suddenly parenting them, mm. but and, and, and the kind of thing, like, if your biological children have children, there is also then that kind of thing of, okay, well, now I'm a grandma or a granddad, and then that takes yeah. on another level of it. And yeah, it's not to, like, yeah, it, it is obvious, but it's not it's not to kind of take the child back. It's, it's more just have to be able to have that relationship if you should please. I mean, you don't want to, and maybe the kid wouldn't want to, I don't know, but the idea is, is that the option is there. And the option is there. I think they must have had a thing where there was maybe lots of kids who had wanted to find their biological parents, and it was just such a massive issue and a massive process to try and find them. And I think they were just trying to sort of negate that. Because if the child doesn't want to find them, it doesn't matter if you've been corresponding with the biological parents or not. The kid's not going to yeah. care. If the kid like holds a grudge and says, I don't care, they gave me up, I don't like them for that, forget it, I don't want to know. Well, they don't have to, do they? You know, They don't have yeah. to be bothered. Whereas if they want to find their biological parents, okay, now it's a lot easier and you're not going to have to go through the stress of trying to find them kind of thing. Yeah. It does surprise me that that's kind of a mandatory thing though. Yeah, me too. I was I was really surprised by it. Okay, so yeah, so that's interesting what you say about fostering. So you'd like to, mm. you would consider fostering them. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, d- I don't know if it's because like the sector I work in is within kind of the social care. I won't go too much into detail because I don't want to be doxxed. But yeah. <laughs> my day no job involves like adults and children's social care. And when you hear like some of the stories that the you know the the kids go through with some foster families and they struggle with them and the kids then get shipped around to other foster families and maybe they don't have the best situation there. They get moved on again. And I I love being a dad. I I regret certain parts of like past relationships that have led to the fact that I don't have my kids all the time and I'm not able to be a full dad for them because that's a huge part of me. You know, it's a, it's a huge part of who I am. And I, I want to be in a position where I can do that all the time, even if it's not to my own children, and even if it's not as a parent, it's as some type of carer. And ensuring that those children have a, a safe and a loving environment for them to help them through whatever situation they're in, I can't think of any better thing to do with my life than that. So yeah, that that's why I would love to do it. I have been Googling it, actually, as we've been talking, and as a single man, which surprises me I can become a foster parent. Ah. And I don't know why that surprises me. <laughs> it shouldn't. But yeah. Well because as we've said before, there is like there is a bias, isn't there? Against there that, is. the kind of single dad type thing. Yeah. There is a bias there, there's the that. feeling that a single dad can't give a child or a teen or whatever what they need to go out in the world and I guess the emotional yeah. support. I guess that's yeah. the, the kind of narrative, isn't it? They can't provide that emotional because support. Because we're men and we can't feel 
because no, we're so stupid, we drill through fucking wires. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. If I'm a foster carer, I'll get the kids to do that. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's why you need an army of kids because they really decorate exactly. your house. Then <laughs> just give them some rubber gloves and some rubber shoes. They'll be fine. Exactly. Basically, yeah. when my like youngest is is old and she's fled the nest, who's going to make my cups of tea for me? Who's exactly. going to like pass me the USB wire off the floor so I can plug my phone in? <laughs> I don't have anyone to do it. I can't train my dog to do it. He barks just at passing traffic. He doesn't understand <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> it's interesting. I I used to work with a guy who, well, he's left our service, but he his parents fostered, and he ended up resenting it, saying that yeah. he felt as though his parents, because the kids who came into the the his house, obviously they were troubled. It was never just. Oh, this is Johnny. He's, you know, he's just looking for somewhere to stay, kind of thing. It was never that. It was always there's been an issue or some kind of problem, either the kid's being a problem or the kid had a bad background and the parents were a problem, all that kind of thing. And he said that his, I'm not trying to put you off or anything, but he said (laughs) that his parents ended up having to devote so much time to the, the foster children because they had such issues. And him and his brother were like just normal kids. They just got along and just acted like normal kids, you know, go to school, do whatever. It was perfectly fine. He said, so we kind of felt like we got kind of pushed out a bit because the foster kids needed way more help than we did. Exactly. Which I never, I never thought of it that way. I was thought of it the same way you would do. Like, well, it's just a great thing you're doing, looking after these kids. Well, yeah, but sometimes then it's like, could your kids feel, could your kids then feel a bit neglected kind of thing? And it's yeah. just like, it'd be a kind of create a weird dynamic. And I guess if your kids are older, it doesn't really matter, does it? Like you say, if, you know, well, this by, the is time youngest, I... by the time your youngest is a teenager, it's, you know, it's not really going to matter, is it? Exactly. My youngest is five at the moment, so I would definitely be waiting like another 10 years, at least, before I considered it. Mm. Because I don't want that interference, and I don't want my focus to be on, as bad as it sounds, kids who aren't my kids. Yeah. Because I want to give them the best start in life, and being able to devote all of my parenting attention on them is better for them. And then when I'm in a position where they don't need me as much, but other kids who aren't my kids would do, that's when I'd switch the focus to them. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, another serious thing I was thinking about this week was, did you ever... This is a question for Adam. Did you ever come close to suffering from any kind of depression after you had the kids? <laughs> I still am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean because ah, of the I've kids. I've got kids. Not because I know. I'm I know not if, joking. I know I... <laughs> I'm, not... I'm laughing because of the medication. I'm on for it. <laughs> I, I can laugh at it. But no, no but I in thought, all seriousness, uh, I thought that was. Sorry, a, I didn't think ahead. that was because of the kids. I thought you, that was a general. Sort of a, I don't want to say general depression, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's just everything in my life sucks. Uh, no, it, general depression? Ever, ever since the birth of my son, both me and his mum both suffer from postnatal depression. And it's been a struggle since then to switch the focus because by the time I was getting on top of that, we separated. So I didn't write that down. Then by the time I was dealing with that, I had another kid, and that that went down again, and then it started to get up again, and now I'm going through divorce. So it's, I haven't had that opportunity to fully recover, but I've, I'm in such a place now where I've got so many, like, coping mechanisms and tools and medication and a great support network, like with you guys, that it's... 
it's easy enough to deal with the little things that would normally have kicked it off and focus on the big things like divorce, like major issues with your kids where you need to devote all your energy and attention to them to support them. So yeah, yeah, it has been consistent, just very much up and down. But yeah, yeah how about you guys? Have you felt you've suffered from anything like that? No, all all my stuff obviously came from all the things that happened to me when I was younger. So it was nothing <laughs> to do with Georgia. It was all, I don't know if maybe having a kid maybe brought it out more because I then realised, mm. oh God, like my childhood was nothing like I'm trying to make hers. Mine was like completely fucking off the rails and I'm trying to make hers not like that and stuff. Like we said before, you know, the point with the kids is you want their life to be better than yours. Like that's the point. Yeah. But I was only bringing it up because... And there was kind of going to be a message here to Benny as well, but I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. Mm. But and, and no government names or anything, but I know somebody who sort of suffered from it. And I was speaking to them and they said that they struggled because now they felt they were just a parent and not themselves. Right, right, yeah. That's, that's really become their identity. Yeah, yeah, it becomes their identity, which is mad because like, and if, if this person ever hears this, I fucking love you, dude. You're not <laughs> that. You know, you're fucking super smart and cool and good mate and all that kind of thing. And I hope he doesn't, sort of dwell on that too much but my kind of message here Benny was that, okay even more serious Claxon the best way I can say this Benny is is that for at least the next year you have to understand nobody will care about you in a weird way <laughs> because it will all be how's Mel how's the baby uh, yeah. how a thing like how's this it's very rare that anybody will say to you and how are you coping Jordan how are you because like yeah. you're going to be knackered you're going to be going to work, fucking like blitzed out your face, the baby's <laughs> had a bad night, you're fucking like, oh, what? And, and no one's going to say, everyone's just going to go, yeah, that's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. No one's going to say like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? No one's going to ask how you're feeling at that time. I am the, the kind of opinion, okay, yeah, I mean, to be fair, there is a point to that because your focus should be the baby mm-hmm. and it should be your lady. I'm kind of old-fashioned like that. Like, my focus is now my wife and my kid. That's it. But, you have to be aware that, okay, if you're struggling or if you need to say to somebody like, man, you know, no one asks how I'm feeling. It sounds mm. kind of crazy selfish because you've got like a, a new life there that's two weeks old and has no idea what to do. So part of it should be that you're just looking after the child. But you need to be prepared for that, Benny. The, the people who used to ask about how you are all the time will not. They will now just say, how is the kid? How is Blossom? So it was just yeah. kind of like... Uh, I can kind of get where that guy's coming from. Yeah. He just said, well, now I'm just a parent. That's so sad that it's kind of got to him that way. But it is true. You will become just a parent for a bit. And that's one of the, I think on yeah. the first episode, I said, don't forget why you and Blossom are a couple. You're not just parents. Like you are a couple and you love each other. So then when people say to you, can we take the baby off your hands for a night? Say yes immediately and go out and be a couple, and remember why you fell in love in the first place, and that kind of thing, because it's super, yeah. super important. And it, it is a big impact on relationships, I found. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because mm. the mum gets that attention, and she gets that focus, and she converts that focus onto the baby, and can forget about you, in, in a way. Not yeah, for sure. just like your needs, but... Your, the attention to spend on you, the time to spend on you, because she is getting the love of her life popping out of her, and you are going down the list. You're now second love of her life, <laughs> but you are going to be that kind of... It's kind of like 
if you imagine, like, you've already got a kid who's a couple of years old, four or five years old, and then you have a baby, that kid isn't getting the attention anymore, all the attention is going on the baby, and they get upset. It's that, but magnified even more, because you've got an actual adult relationship with the mother, and serious discussions about, like, love and romance and affection Mm. and your future together, all of that gets put on hold. (laughs) It's just baby stuff. Uh, And you find yourself, you know, three o'clock in the morning talking about, so what colour was her poo yesterday? (laughs) Because it's a slightly darker green than I've seen before. You could have the worst day at work ever. There could be a 17-car pileup in front of you, and you've had to assist in, like, the handling of eight dead bodies. You'll go home, and your folks might be there, and because your baby maybe gurgled the word man that will be all they talk about and you could be like there was a 17 car pileup and they're gonna go did you see she nearly said man i oh saved 10 God. lives yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no yeah. one's gonna care no one's gonna care well, well, the i last told game, you go, to get that more it? expensive car seat you will skimp out look what happened People die in car yeah. crashes benjamin exactly be kind of prepared for that benny and it's not it's it's just you've just got a weird adjustment to make that's all you've just got a really weird adjustment and it's not that nobody cares about you they do still care about you but they just can't they're so focused on the baby and blossom that it just won't it just won't feel like that at the end of it at the end of the day that baby will care about you oh yes more than it cares about the mum. <laughs> so, because she's a girl. And all girls are bad girls. Yeah, that's the game I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. Um, first of all, um, I had a baby announcement from a couple of... One of my oldest friends, Andrew, him and his uh, partner, announced to us they're having a baby. And it's funny you say that about um, no one caring about the man. Because my first thought immediately was asking um, his Mrs. Philippa how she's doing. Are you okay? How are you getting on? That was my first yeah. like port of call. So yeah, I need to yeah. make. I, I want to make sure because she's she's younger than us and more innocent, let's say. So I, I wanted to make sure <laughs> she was okay. That was my first, the first thing that yeah. I wanted to think of. And going to the point where you're saying. Um, that the baby will probably like me more than it likes Blossom. Um, I was um, playing with Bump the other day. I um, I found a new little game where I kind of, not so much squeeze the belly, but like run my like fingertips on it and make monkey noises, and then the baby kicks me. So um, <laughs> And it doesn't do it when Blossom tries to do it, so I'm already the favourite. Good stuff. Oh, Just for clarity funny. as well, the love and affection should go mother and baby. The woman is carrying a human life oh, yeah, inside yeah. of her. It's fucking insane. I'm just saying, guys, you know, and if you're a first-time parent listening to this, be ready. That's all it is. Be ready. It's not that nobody cares about you. Yeah. It's just that they won't tell you that for a, a, a quite a while. That's all it is. And also, and you've just got to be listening... strong and remember that they do love you, and that's why you have a baby together. Yeah. And also, if you are listening to this, and you know a couple who are going through a pregnancy, check in on the guy sometimes. Yeah, Ask yeah. how he's feeling and what he's expecting and maybe remember to do it after the baby's been born as well. Because, you you know, include them. They'll really appreciate it, and they'll always remember you quite positively for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You guys still love me, right? Of course we do. Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> I spent £7 on you. You better fucking love me. Yeah, you've already spent the money now. <laughs> you've got what you want. <laughs> Adam played you like a fiddle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, emergency klaxon over. Uh, Stupid klaxon incoming. You know we talked the other week about Belle Delphine selling her bathwater and then we're going to sell our dirty hot tub water. 
Yes, you've been I was uh, re- working on I was, the ideal um, recipe, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I was re-listening to a classic last podcast on the left. And I will say, in my opinion, the best podcast on the market, bar none. It's absolutely phenomenal. The guys do a great job. They were talking about, you know, uh, Shoko Asahara, you know, Om Shinrikyo, that like Japanese death cult that set off the sarin gas in Tokyo subway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in like, like 1997, something like that. Okay, yeah. One of the ways they made money was that Shoko Asahara used to sell his dirty bath water. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, we just talked about this. I was thinking, I wonder if Belle Delphine's a massive fan of <laughs> Om Shinrikyo, the Japanese death colour, and that's where she got the idea from. Oh my god, <laughs> Belle Delphine is like planting uh, cylinders of like special Delphine gas, like Joker <laughs> laughing gas, around the uh, London Underground. She's going to set it off. And just Eagle like gas. turn... Turn turn like half of the population of London into simps, so you uh, pay them more money. <laughs> well, oh, we can't go on Twitch now. Yeah, we're banned on Twitch. Yeah, you're banned. So I can't I you just got it. banned off Twitch. Well done. No, no, I'm not on Twitch saying it. If it goes on, doesn't matter. Twitch, Twitch knows. <laughs> Twitch knows that you Mud said sticks. it. Mud sticks. You fucked up, dude. Terms of service. Terms of yeah. service. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking insane is that? The dude was like selling bath water. Fucking hell. Oh my god. Like who? I'm I'm assuming that is like some kind of. They were advertising it with some kind of like healing property. Or yeah, the idea like that, was again. If you need to go and check this out, check out the last podcast on the left. Where it we is talk great. About things like this. Just yeah. a quick kind of yeah, little side note into this. Shoko Asahara was this guy who became the leader of a cult called Om Shinrikyo, and the idea was that he wanted he wanted to create Harumageddon, which was basically start a the, like a new world war, and he became okay. this guru type and. Somebody took a picture of him supposedly levitating in midair, and all he did was cross his legs, and he found a way to jump, sort of from his arse while he had his legs crossed. So if you took a picture at the right time, it looked like he was floating, okay. and from them, people started to believe what he was selling. And in this yeah. in this cult, people had to give up everything to join this cult. And when he was arrested, it was like the richest cult ever. They had they had like a personal wealth of like twenty million dollars. They had Russian helicopters. They he was he wanted to create like laser guns and all this kind of stuff. And the first part of it was creating the serine gas, which is like insanely deadly. Insane yeah. it's one of like the deadliest things on the planet. And if his planet had gone off perfectly, he would have killed tens of thousands with these little bags that he had. But he only killed eleven because he had all these chemists and they they fucked up the batch kind of thing. But that was the basis behind it, that he was oh. this kind of guru and he was going to lead people to this kind of enlightenment, which oh, is nuts. Bloody cult. <laughs> all, all the same. Just one dude who like just confuses people into believing his crap and then like get, gets to a position of power and like abuses that power for his own means, like having torrid affairs with people and like welching money off people. And then ziplining down a zipline, but getting stuck with his Union Jack flags and his silly haircut, <laughs> flying around. <laughs> and then he gets to be Prime Minister. Ugh, bloody Tories. Yeah, how many times have we seen this story? I know. <laughs> God. Yeah, when you put, yeah, but when you put it like that, you just... No, we no, not doing po- we can't do politics. I'm not doing politics. <laughs> oh, we can do I politics, because we, we're all... Of the same like political beliefs, so we can say it, and then we can just say, "If you don't think that way, you're wrong," and just leave it at that. It's fine. Yeah, fuck off back to Spain, you gammon. How about that? <laughs> oh my god, it was the funniest thing. 
I, I, I do, do feel sorry. No, do, don't get me wrong. I do feel sorry for the people. I know who what you're going to say. Yes, who have on. believed in something oh, and yes. believed the information that they've been given, the potentially incorrect information, and based their decisions around that. But then to come out and go, but why is that now happening to us? The things we wanted to happen to other people when they themselves don't live in Britain. That The irony of that is funny. But I do feel sorry for those individuals because it is a huge disruption to their lives. And it, it is the result of them being misinformed. You're right. Or wanting to believe something else. Fuck it. See, now we're in it. Now I've got to make a point to agree. Yeah. You know what's weird? Is that it's the it's the generation above me who now seemingly don't do any research and don't read anything and just believe whatever's on Facebook or whatever yeah. on the front page of the paper or whatever's told to them. I mean, like I know people, all they do is watch BBC News or ITV News or they just read a particular paper. I'm like, do you not search? Do you not seek out other news outlets? Do you not go on Twitter or because Twitter's great because it's. It's up to the minute instant news and people will just take out their phone and go, look what I've just filmed. And you'll get the exact thing that happened yeah. right there. Yeah. And there's no political agenda. There's no agenda from somebody who owns a mega corporation like Sky News or anything like that. And I'm not saying they're the worst, but they're part of it as well. And yeah. the BBC yeah. and all that kind of thing. And then, you know, you'll talk to older people and they'll just go, now, hang on a minute. This like kneeling down for racism thing. Well, I knew a black man in 1973 who attacked a woman. So there you go then. I'm like, yeah. what? seriously, what are you even? Like, what is this? But yeah, you're talking about the people who live in Spain, aren't you? Getting the kicked people out who live in Spain, yeah, which, back to England. which yeah. to date this ha- has been really announced over the past few days that those people, a, a certain number of people, it's not everyone, every British person who lives in Spain, but it's those people who didn't sign the appropriate paperwork because yeah. they didn't believe they had to or that, for whatever reason, are now being forced to return to England. And not all the time. It's something like in a 180-day period, they need to spend 90 days in their country of origin and 90 days in the country that they live in. So it's a huge impact, and obviously it means for a lot of people they're, they're just going to go home and they're just going to stay there. Which, you know, is fair enough, really. That That's the whole point about sovereign rights of, of nations the eu have the right to do that and spain as a country has that right to determine their immigration policies same way britain did when we were in the eu same way we do now obviously it's not to our benefit or the benefit of some of our natural born citizens so there we go <laughs> but yeah i agree it is one of those things where if I like the education system we have now because the education system we have now in schools, they teach things like critical thinking. They teach things yes. like consider your resources. Who is telling you this? What might they gain from telling you that? Who yes. has said something <laughs> different? And what do they gain from that? And research and things like that. I mean, I was talking to my eldest today and we're just, you know, talking about what she learns in school. And I said to her, you know what? What don't they teach you in school that you think you would l- want to know? And she said, just money stuff. Taxes, yes. national insurance, pensions. Yeah, they've got I to teach that. anything about uh, it. 
Because no, she she gets her learning from taxis from American TV shows like Brooklyn Nine Nine or The Simpsons, <laughs> where they talk about tax returns and things like that. Because that is part of American society, where everyone has to fill in their own tax returns. It's obviously not mentioned in British TV because we don't do anything about it. So she yeah. doesn't know anything about the British tax system and just thinks, "Oh shit, I've got to fill my taxes in." And I was the exact same way when I was her age. Because American TV shows talk about tax. <laughs> and that's the only people who were telling me about tax back then. Teacher, teacher, what's a 401k? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asking that in English. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I, yeah, I think when they get to sort of the, the last two years of high school, there, there needs to be a lesson, like half an hour a week of like, you know, financial <laughs> or like yeah. life lessons, stu- stupid stuff like that, just things you wouldn't, Things you have to know about. Like there's still, yeah. there's still stuff money. like that I didn't know about now. Like in the process of buying the house, I didn't. Re- I this is how like yeah. I wasn't taught. I thought council tax and stamp duty were the same thing. I thought they that was the same thing that you paid like yeah. all in one go. I was shocked to find out that they are completely different things. That's it because there there isn't because no one taught me a a source yeah. or a teacher telling you about that. Uh, and unless you know to do your own research and, again, apply that kind of critical thinking and not just ask, like, your local friend group on Facebook, you know, you're not going to have the skill set to do that. And that's why it's so important schools do teach it. George is, George is stunned to learn every time that when you buy something, you still have to pay to maintain it. You've not just bought it. Like a car. She said... Yeah. Because my car is... A, I, I don't care about cars at all. I'm kind of a bit odd. Like, to the point where my car is a 2010 automatic granny Toyota Yaris. Uh, because I, And I will run it till it dies, and then I will buy something else equally shit. Because I just don't yeah. care about cars. But Georgia sometimes will say to me, why aren't you bothered about cars? And I say, well, yeah, but to buy this car brand new would cost about £10,000. And then you've got to pay everything else. And she said, what do you mean? What's everything else? There's petrol... Road tax, car insurance, MOT. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, so you, when you buy it, you don't just buy it. I said, no. I said, the same with houses as well, Georgia. <laughs> Once you've bought the house, and I don't know, speaking about that, I don't know how many kids would know, or at least teenagers would know. Okay, you can you you save up for a deposit for a house, but all the legal fees on top of that. Yeah. Like, they don't tell you about legal fees. No. Nope. You'll hear all the time about deposits, or you need 5% or you need 10% deposit. Oh, I've got my 10% deposit. I've got like 10 grand saved up. Well, half of that's going to be legal fees. So you've only got five grand. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. do you mean legal fees? Why? What are the legal fees for? And and like, yeah, they need to be taught that stuff. Like, as they start to leave high school, and they should probably get taught it in college as well if they go to higher education, at least yeah. in the first year. I mean, because that's when you're going to start actually having a, like looking towards having a career. I remember at college there being something like citizenship classes or community classes, but we really? didn't have to. Yeah, me and you didn't have to when go we were there because we were too old. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was basically for 16 and Story 17 Story of us. Because we were o- older than Shout that. Shout out to my failed education. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But because we were older than that, we didn't have to go see them, so neither of us did. But no I don't way. know what they taught in that. But I was thinking, 16 and 17 is too late to teach that kind of stuff. Like, oh, time to get saving for a pension. You need to teach that shit to like your 11 or 12 year old. They are entering into a more serious part of life. So it's not just sex education. It's not just like mental well-being, which is great that they teach that and they cover that. It's how to live in the society that you're moving to. Don't get into credit. Like I know people who are 
relatively young, like early 20s, who still live with the parents in the sense of, like, they've got no plans to move, they're going to live there for as long as they can. They they basically have arrested development because they, they're happy to get things on credit and show off, oh, yeah, I can get, like, a £1,000 credit limit at next. Oh, and dude, I'm gonna you're so up. right. Yeah, and, and they that's all that they're concerned about and aren't kind of worried about moving on to that next part of the life. Like, settle down, have kids. <laughs> buy a house, pay off your mortgage. I mean, my wife. You... My wife works with a lot. Of, like I said, she manages like forty five, fifty staff, yeah. and she drives a two thousand sixteen uh, Vauxhall Corsa, I think it is. And she's the manager of the store. And people always say to her, "Oh my god, I thought you'd have like a much better car than that." And she's like, "Why would I need a better car? Why don't why just why some of these staff she's got that are kind of seventeen, eighteen are turning up in these souped up fucking like hatchback? And she's how much is that costing you?" You know, 270 quid a month. <laughs> Why yeah. are you at 17 and 18 <laughs> paying that much money for a car? Why? Yeah. Or even anything. I don't I don't understand it. They've not been taught not to do that. You do realise as well, if you default on these car payments, it will fuck up your credit score and affect your chances of getting a house. Or you can get a house, but your mortgage is going to be so high because you're going to be classed as a credit risk. Like, it's fucking yeah. nuts. They're just not taught these, like, life skills, basically. Yeah. Oh my god! When when I next have my eldest around with me, we're gonna spend an hour going through some spreadsheets, <laughs> <laughs> looking at finances. You know what, yeah, they just need to make. They just need to make. Joking aside, like a company should just make crib sheets, just A4 pieces of paper. Okay, this is a mortgage. This is yeah. what it's like owning a car. This is what it's like getting a pension. Just very basic. Nothing about mm. the crazy in depth details. But like I said, yeah. mention about stamp duty, mention about council tax, mention about car tax, MOT, all that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like the more expensive your car is, the more it's going to cost to fix. Okay, yeah. Your ride your wheels look great, but if you get a puncture, okay, well, it's not just like getting a new tire. Now you've got to get the whole fucking thing. It's going to cost you like three times as much. Exactly. Like, yeah. Kids need to know that kind of thing. I think we probably all learned it the same way, which is the fucking hard way. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first moved into my first rented place, I had so much money the first two months. I was saying to my ex at the time, I was like, why do people complain about having no money? We've got like loads of money left. I don't understand. Forgetting, of course, you have to pay bills. Yep. So the water, the gas and electric came through and we were fucking broke for like <laughs> about two months after that. And it was just literally like cheese and pasta for sort of like a week, like weeks on end because we couldn't afford any other food because we fucked up our finances so much. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they, I, I think they probably do teach that kind of thing at school, but they, it needs to be done so much earlier. Yeah, and drilled into them as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Stop spending fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> just, just save up for your pension now, because there might not be a pension when you actually reach pensionable age. So well, just, yeah, the, just yeah. put as much money inside as you can somewhere else. <laughs> just, to, just to any um, head teachers listening, if you're Thinking about doing this in a class, feel free to give me a call. I'll happily uh, host it. For a uh, extortionate fee, of course. We want credit yeah. for this. We want it to be called the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the Three Men and Their Babies Life Skills. Or the Men like Babies that. Program. Exactly. <laughs> Men Babies Program. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Adam. Fucking hell, this has gone really quick. Uh, baby names always and does. advice. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. it's not baby names and advice. <gasps> this week. Gasp. We Gasp. have. We, well, we've, we've got advice as well as a potential, but this week I've got a little quiz for both of you. Oh, God. Oh, no. This quiz is illegal or ill-advised. So, <laughs> hit the theme. We have... <laughs> 
Well, this is it. I wanted to play some like royalty-free music here. Maybe Dan can edit some in, <laughs> and I'll just no. Shut say... up. That makes us sound small time. I'll talk to the editing team. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll cut that bit out. Illegal or ill-advised. There you go. <laughs> so just. Get get the editing staff, the three or four people we've got on payroll, to put that in yeah. on, over some like yeah, no free music. Thank you. Right, so Applause. a list of ten baby names. Is the baby name illegal in a particular country or just ill-advised? Namely, why on earth would you call your kid that? The non-illegal answers, so the ill-advised answers, are taken from a survey of 13,000 readers of Parents Magazine in America about names they would choose for their baby, or next baby, if they could have okay. it. Mm. Okay. So, it's so op- the floor is open, but what I want is consensus with your answers. You have to agree. Uh, There's no one, one of you saying it's one, one of you saying it's the other, because that's not... I thought it was a competition. No, like no. Each other. It's a quiz. It's a team-based okay. exercise, A team-based... Oh, team fucking, that's a fucking team build. Brilliant, thanks. <laughs> Quick, Daniel, trust me. management. Right. <laughs> the first name... Akuma, spelt A-K-U-M-A. Is it illegal, or is it just ill-advised? Now, Akuma is a character from Street Fighter. Um, it is. Who has been overcome from the overcome by the Satsuri no Hado and is um, Ryu's true rival, not Ken. Yeah, Ken's a bitch. Okay. There you go. We're going, In we're that going case, hard Benny, into Street Fighter your... lore. Yeah, I'll <laughs> go with your higher knowledge, Benny. I'll let you pick this one. Uh, is it illegal? Is it ill-advised? I'm going to say it's ill-advised, but I feel like you might have said it was illegal on an earlier podcast. But I'm still going to say it is ill-advised. Ah, uh, uh, oh, damn it! I should have had that sound effect in. No, it is illegal. <laughs> uh, parents in Japan wanted to name their child Akuma, which means devil, and the case received so oh. much attention that a member of the prime minister's cabinet issued a statement guiding parents against using the name. So they had to choose something else. Okay. Oh, is this name illegal or ill-advised? The name is Sketch. S-K-E-T-C-H. Sketch. This sounds sketch to me. Very sketch. <laughs> this, this, whole, this whole concept is sketch. This whole concept is sketchy. What do we think? That's got to be ill-advised. Sketch can't be illegal. That doesn't sound like anything illegal about sketch. It sounds like a dog's we'll name rather than a child's name, but other than that... Good point. We'll go with ill-advised. It is ill-advised. Well Yay. done. Yes. Okay. Not not illegal, but a bit of a weird name to call your kid. Uh, the next name, Lux. L-U-X-X. Lux. I've got a feeling that means something really gross in a foreign language. Is it not like Roman for like light? Do you not get things that are yeah. measured in Lux? Like light bulbs? They're lumens. Shit. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think I, it's got its I, origins think, in, in light. I'm leading... To, just because it's got two X's in, I'm leading towards illegal. <laughs> <laughs> if there's three X's, it'd definitely be illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, all right, we'll go illegal, Adam. Uh, uh, it's oh. not illegal. It is just ill-advised. I'm over two. It's actually a New Zealand name that means gift of God. Oh, wow. Okay. Is, <laughs> is this name illegal... Or ill-advised. Linda. L-I-N-D-A. Linda. See, okay, I know what you're doing here. It's going to mean, it's going to be something like, oh, well, actually, Linda means, you know, fucking, I don't know, anal battery, <laughs> Lithuanian or something. <laughs> and we're like, no way. 
Oh man, Benny, I, had, I had a real bad course of Linda last night. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> can't sit down. <laughs> As I've told you before, boys, I had to sort myself out from Linda a few times. <laughs> we got to go illegal, Ben. Got to be illegal. We got to. Yeah, it we'll go illegal. It is illegal. It was Yay. once the most popular name in the United States, but it is now forbidden in Saudi Arabia. Certain names in Saudi Arabia are banned because they're not in line with social traditions, according to the Washington Post. Wow. Right. I've got the an, next I've name. got Auntie Linda. Shout out. Yeah. Okay, go on. Not allowed in Saudi Arabia, your Auntie Linda. <laughs> not allowed in Saudi Arabia, no. Yeah. <laughs> is, is she banned from going to Saudi Arabia? Or is it just that her name is banned? She has to change her name when she does go. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, the next name, Zebulon. Ooh. Z-E-B-U-L-O-N. Zebulon. I'm leaning towards ill-advised. So am I. Okay, ill-advised. We'll go ill-advised. Final answer is ill-advised. That is correct. It's an ill-advised name. Redeemed anywhere, But why on earth would you want to call your child after like a potential Simpsons alien name? The next name. Camilla. C-A-M-I-L-L-A. Camilla. Again, that has to be illegal because it just seems too obvious. It's banned in uh, Princess Diana's hometown. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. Too soon? Too soon. <laughs> too, too soon. Okay. Still too soon. Okay. I yeah, think we're, illegal. We're going to go illegal. You are correct. Uh, it's illegal in Iceland. Uh, as we've talked about in a previous podcast, Iceland's a bit funny with their naming conventions. They have a naming committee that requires names to be spelled and conjugated in Icelandic. And you know what letter isn't in the Icelandic alphabet? The letter C. Ah. So you can't have Camilla. The next name, is it illegal or is it ill-advised? Blade. B-A-Y-D-E. Blade. I'm just going to quickly say, shout out to the greatest cat I ever knew that was not my cat, who was called Blade. Anybody who ever met Blade. Shout out Rick from before, because he... Shout out a lot of people today. Rick from before (laughs) met Blade. Blade was fucking awesome. I'm going to go ill-advised. Shout out to Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Yeah, well... (laughs) I was going to lean towards illegal, but we have to have a consensus, so I will uh, I will bow to the pressure of ill-advised. I was lucky that you did, because it is <gasps> not an illegal name. It is just ill-advised. Ooh, Unless your in. older child is called Knife, don't call <laughs> your child Blade. What about if your older that's child's called Deacon Frost? Then, yes, that's fine. <laughs> as long as you remove the, the Y. I love that film. The last, the last name should be Sharp. That'd be good. <laughs> Blade Sharp. Which is a legit last name. Blade Sharp. Sounds like a caveman in, in a kitchen. Oh, knife sharp. Blade, Blade sharp. sharp. Fire hot. Pot noodles <laughs> overcooked. The next name. Is it illegal? Is it ill-advised? Schmitz. S-C-H-M-I-T-Z. Schmitz. I'm thinking illegal here. I'm thinking illegal. And I'm thinking, I don't know why... I'm thinking there might be some kind of, like, this might be like a Hebrew thing or something. I don't know why. It seems like kind of a Jewish type. I don't know. I don't know I'm leaning that way, but yeah. Well, was it illegal, Benny, you reckon? I've, I've, that's what I'm thinking, illegal, yeah. Yeah, we'll go illegal. Okay, you are right, it is illegal. In Germany, you are not allowed to use a last name as a first name, especially if it's the German equivalent of Smith. So, yeah, Schmitz is a very popular surname, so you can't use that. Uh, The next name, uh, the next name, Sharpay, 
S-H-A-R-P-A-Y. Sharpay. I feel like you brought this one up previously as well. And I they, feel like it was illegal someone like ill-advised yeah. mess, I think. <laughs> Some giant ill-advised ball. I think that's illegal. Well, isn't the Sharpay like uh, a commercial a dog, product? It? It's a type of dog. Oh, uh, dog. You're thinking Sharpie. Oh. Or the, or the ShamWow. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. A ShamWow. <laughs> a ShamOise. You're thinking of um, you're thinking of number seven's family, Blade. The Blade Sharpays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to go illegal. Benny, do we have consensus? We have a consensus. Let's go illegal. Uh, uh, oh, not illegal. The streak is but over. Why would you name your child after a breed of dog? Is is the thing. Like, right, what? the final one. Gesher. G E S H E R. Gesher. Oh. Is that a misspelling on Geisha? Have they heard no. Geisha? Did they watch um, geisha. the Geisha, geisha film? I can't think what it's called and just assume Memoirs that was geisha. how it's spelled. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Memoirs of a Gesha is yeah. the pirate like <laughs> version. Or like that cheap version that they they do when they find out actually there's going to be a film made with this name. Let's make our own version. <laughs> yeah, this is the Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you lead this one, Benny. Uh, I'm going for illegal. I think. Okay, I think that is the illegal alarm going off in the background <laughs> because that is an illegal name. Yay! Uh, again, <laughs> a mother in Norway was told she wasn't allowed to name her son Gesher, which means bridge in Hebrew. Ah. She felt so strongly about the name that when she was given the option of either changing the name, paying a fine, or going to jail for two days, she went to jail. She Good was on so her. set on ah. the name because it came to her in a dream, she said. Stick to your uh, stick to your beliefs. Yeah, stand yeah. by conviction. I'll take exactly seventy percent, Benny. I'll take that. What? Yeah, that's, that's an A. Well that's done. an A grade. Well a grade done. Sure. And we'll we'll stay tuned next week for more Ooh. illegal or ill-advised until I run out of names that I found on the internet that are illegal. <laughs> The, I'm hoping uh, you get to. Again. I'm op- I was hoping at some point you're going to throw one that was so stupid, like fuckface or something <laughs> like that. that we just, but it would still make us go, ah, oh, what's somebody call their kid fuckface? I mean, they might. They just might. You never know. Right. Ne- next week, you've got two options Kevin or fuckface. <laughs> that sounds like a quiz we can market Kevin or fuckface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the name of my first Fantastic. hit album. Kevin or Fuckface. <laughs> Kevin or Fuckface. Do you want to? Do you want to do the advice or? We'll do the advice. I'll, I'll give you on, some, I'll give you some more for our team of editors to edit down and fit this in. Okay. 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 I'm sure they'll be really thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> swaddling. The act of swaddling your baby has fallen in and out of fashion over the years. Swaddling is something that is still kind of looked upon even nowadays, as something you can do, but not to a certain degree, with your baby. In the 18th century, it was a definite no-no. It was associated with neglecting a baby's needs to be washed and comforted, and also the fear that it would weaken a baby's growing limbs by having them bound up. Ah. But if we go further back in time, swaddling was super extreme. It was the in thing. Much, much more so than we would ever dream of today. It's believed that in the Middle Ages, babies were kept almost constantly swaddled with linen bands tied tightly around their body and legs until the age of eight or nine months. So shortly before they're about to walk. And the reason for this is it was believed that that would help the child grow straight. So they wouldn't. <laughs> so it's basically stretching them out. And to take that even further, yeah. 
when they were swaddled, they were then strapped to boards or hung up on hooks so that the parents could just go about their day. Jesus. <laughs> so basically... Hung up on hooks. You would enough. just tie your baby up into a really tight parcel so it couldn't move, hang it on a hook, and get bound to, like, making swill or, like, ploughing potatoes for your lord of the manor or whatever medieval peasants did back in the Middle Ages. This so new Dead by Daylight DLC is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say as well that uh, when children start to walk, the idea of just hanging them in a bag on a hook sounds like a fantastic <laughs> idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> when they start moving for the first time, you're just panicking because you don't know where the hell they are. I mean, but- effectively, that's what those like baby walkers are. It's just the like the sanitized mm. version, so you can <laughs> put your point. child yeah. in like a big circle with loads of like spinny things and rattles and stuff attached to it. But you ain't going nowhere because <laughs> we just wedged you in place. There is some like modern um, modern application to that advice, though, because I, b- I believe uh, the thing is now that is you can swaddle them, just not too tight because it's bad for the hips. So I, I, exactly. it's still like there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it, in some it, form, it, swaddle to to a level. Just yeah. don't swap, basically mummify your child and, and and hang them on a hook. <laughs> or ca- even worse, <laughs> carry them around attached to a board so you can just take them with you. I like the idea. I like that we rock up at Benny's as a pyramid in his garden. <laughs> pyramid? Oh, there's a the baby swaddled in there. Oh, okay, yeah. I get it. No worries. That's the crash. <laughs> <laughs> he chose poorly. <laughs> Alright, good episode, good episode. This is a good one. I really yeah. enjoyed this. Good to touch on some serious points. Yeah. Because that was yeah. definitely kind of the point of doing this, uh, was to kind of help people if they needed it or, you know, give out some kind of proper advice now and again. So The serious claxon got a good it. workout. It did. Yeah. It but did. now I am I considering starting a Street Fighter Law podcast because I seem to have done that two weeks in a row. <laughs> That's a good point. On the streets right. with Benny. <laughs> in Japan, <laughs> Akuma is known as Goki. <laughs> That's true, by the way. Right, there we go. Okay. <laughs> anything else? Anything else from you, boys? No, no. Just if you are a a parent or a listener, you're not a parent, and you feel you may struggle with your mental health at times, there are lots of resources out there. Do go explore them. It is always good to talk and get stuff off your chest, even though that is probably the last thing you're thinking. It works. Trust me, we've been there. Absolutely. Talk to your mates. If you're if you're a man, listen to this. I know you're, if you're a woman as well, but it's easier because I don't know. Girls have girls can seemingly talk to their friends easier than boys can because we have that stupid tough thing that we think yeah. we have to do. But tell talk to it. your mates. Tell them you want to have a chat and tell them you feel like you know you feel like crap and stuff, and they will listen to you. You'll be surprised how receptive they will be because they're your friends after all. So yeah, take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye everyone.